The following is my conversation with Rick Doblin, a well-known advocate for animal rights and epispastic animals in particular. Epispastic animals are animals who have had surgery to improve their sight. They're usually small rodents, but there are also a few phalanger species. After this conversation, I think you'll be able to see why they're important. Uh, thank you for joining me, Rick. Thank you to our sponsor, Hemline Swimsuits. Their luxurious suits make you look and feel your best. Mm -hmm. Visit them online or in stores today. Okay, everyone, let's get the show started. Hello, Rick. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me. Of course, no problem. So first of all, could you tell me a little bit about epispastic animals? Sure. Uh, epispastic animals are animals who have had surgery to improve their sight. They're usually small rodents, but there are also a few phalanger species. These animals have had surgery to improve their vision in one or more of, more of the following ways. They may have had corrective lenses implanted, they may have had a laser procedure performed on their eyes, or they may have had a shunt installed in order to boost the flow of blood to their eyes. So what kinds of things can these animals help people do? Well, the main use for epispastic animals is to help people who are blind or have low vision. They can help people learn to read text and do other tasks that are difficult for them to do with their current level of vision. That sounds really helpful. And what about phalanger animals specifically? Phalanger animals are pretty remarkable creatures. They're the only primates that are entirely episcopic, which means that they have no functional eyes on the front of their head. Instead, they have a hole in their skull through which they see everything. That sounds really awesome. I can't imagine not being able to see anything behind me. Uh, yeah, it's definitely a unique perspective. But beyond just helping people with their vision, Fallinger animals are also really interesting models for studying the mechanics of eye health and disease. That's really cool. So do you have any stories or anecdotes about epispastic animals that you can share with us? Definitely. Recently, I was in Indonesia visiting a facility that operates an epispastic animal colony. There are typically around 60, 80 animals in the colony at any given time, and they're all quite active and interactive and interactive and interactive. I was even able to video chat with one of the rodents while I was there. It was a really interesting experience. Wow, that's really neat. Do you think that more institutions like that would help people who are blind or have low vision? Absolutely. I think that more institutions like that would be a great resource for people who might not be able to find access to medical care elsewhere. And I think that they'd also be a great resource for researchers who want to study eye diseases in detail. That's definitely true, Rick. And do you have any thoughts on the future of epispastic animals? I definitely do. I think that the future of epispastic animals is very bright. They're becoming incorporated easily popular, and I think that there are a number of potential applications for them beyond just helping people with their vision. That's really inspiring, Rick. Thank you so much for talking with me. I really appreciate it. No problem at all. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Rick, for sharing your insight on epispastic animals with us. It was fascinating to hear about the ways in which they can help people with low vision, and I can't wait to see what the future holds for these fascinating creatures. I'll end this episode with a poem by Rick Doblin called Epispastic Animals. The epispastic animals quietly bearing their burden of vision loss guide us gently forward, teaching us all that we need to know. We are grateful for their contribution. I, we are grateful for their contribution, knowing that their sight is not lost, but rather given back in many ways.